0: Arthur, Bertha, Cristobal, Dolly, Edward, Faye, Gonzalo, Hannah, Isaias, Josephine, Kyle, Laura, Marco, Nana, Omar, Paulette, Renee, Sally, Teddy, Vicky, Wilfred, Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, and Iota. This is Dan, and welcome to Sustainability Guy. There were 30 named storms in the Atlantic during the 2020 hurricane season. That is the most ever. That is a new record. Why are there so many storms? Because the water is way hotter than it should be because of global heating. The storms are larger. They intensify faster. They cause more destruction, and they kill more people. So there are more storms because of global heating. This episode will feature a bit of education and some records that were set in 2020. And then I will talk about hurricanes and climate justice. First, some terminology. So I got these following basics from NOAA. There are three words that can be confusing. Hurricane, typhoon, and cyclone. So here's what a tropical cyclone is from NOAA. A tropical cyclone is a generic term used by meteorologists to describe a rotating, organized system of clouds and thunderstorms that originates over tropical or subtropical waters and has closed, low-level circulation. The term hurricane is used in the North Atlantic, Central North Pacific, and Eastern North Pacific. So I always think of Florida or Louisiana when I think about the word hurricane. The term typhoon is used in the Northwest Pacific. So I always think about the Philippines or Japan. And the term cyclone, just the generic term, is used in the South Pacific and the Indian Ocean. Think about, you know, Sri Lanka or India. And so they're all cyclones, but it just depends on where they are for which term is most commonly used. And these tropical cyclones, they level up based on how strong they are. So if a tropical cyclone has maximum sustained wind speeds of less than 39 miles per hour, it's a tropical depression. If it has maximum sustained wind speeds between 39 and 74 miles per hour, it's a tropical storm, and if a tropical storm reaches maximum sustained wind speeds of 74 miles per hour or higher, it becomes a hurricane, or they might call it a typhoon, or a cyclone. And that means it's a category one if it breaks 74 miles per hour or higher. So the hurricane scale is named the Saffir-Simpson Hurricane Wind Scale. It's named after wind engineer Herb Saffir and meteorologist Bob Simpson. It was developed in 1971 and introduced to the public in 1973. I figured it was older than that, but that's how old it was, early 70s. So a category one is 74 to 95 miles per hour. Category 2 is 96 to 110 miles per hour. A Category 3 is 111 to 129 miles per hour. A Category 4 is from 130 to 156 miles per hour. And a Category 5 is 157 miles per hour or higher. In the North Atlantic, the stuff that hits the Caribbean, Central America, and the Southeastern and Eastern United States... Hurricane season runs from June 1st to November 30th. So that's six months, June, July, August, September, October, November. So now about names. How does the naming system work in the North Atlantic? So we use different names, beginning with letters from the English alphabet. We use 21 letters. The omitted letters are Q, U, X, Y, and Z. And after those 21 names are exhausted, we turn to the Greek alphabet. And this year, we used the first nine Greek letters. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, and iota. So when does something get a name? When a storm reaches maximum sustained wind speeds of 39 miles per hour or greater. So when it becomes a tropical storm, it gets a name. Storm names also alternate male and female names. So this year's list starts with Arthur, male, Bertha, female, Cristobal, male, Dolly, female, and it keeps going like that. And the final thing about names is that they rotate. So there are actually six lists of 21 storm names. They rotate every six years. So our list for 2020, Arthur, Bertha, Cristobal, Dolly, etc., will be used again in 2026. The only reason a name would not be reused would be if it's retired if the storm is bad enough. So names like Andrew or Harvey or Maria or Katrina or Dorian or Irma, those have all been retired. So that's a bunch of knowledge, kind of general facts about hurricanes that I've been increasingly interested in Uh, following this 2020 record-breaking hurricane season. So let's look more specifically now at this season in 2020 in the North Atlantic. This season beat the previous record by two storms. So in 2005, the year of Katrina, there were 28 named storms. In this year, there were 30. So this was the first time there was ever a storm called Theta or Iota. And this season, I followed a couple of meteorologists. Eric Holthouse is one, Jeff Berardelli is two. And I followed them on Twitter, and they regularly updated their followers on basically the next record that was toppled. For example, a kind of standard tweet from Eric Holthouse is the following, which he tweeted on September 14th. Tropical Storm Vicky is the 20th named storm of the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season. Only one other year since 1851 has reached the equivalent of V on the list, 2005's Hurricane Vince. Vince was named on October 9th. This year, we're 25 days ahead of the record pace. So that's just one example This year, we reached the V-named storm 25 days ahead of the previous V-named storm record. Just absolutely shattering it. So here's a list of some statistics and records from the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season. And this is all from NOAA. So there were 30 named storms. 13 of those 30 were hurricanes and the average season has six hurricanes. Six of those 30 named storms were major hurricanes, which means hurricanes that are category three or higher. Those six hurricanes were Laura, Teddy, Delta, Epsilon, Ada, and Iota. The average season has three major hurricanes. The earliest storm, Tropical Storm Arthur, was formed on May 16th, 2020, 15 days before the official start of the season on June 1st, and the last storm, Hurricane Iota, dissipated on November 18th, 2020. The strongest storm this year was actually the last one, Hurricane Iota, which reached Category 5 with maximum sustained winds of 160 miles per hour. Ten storms formed in September alone. That is a new record. And 12 storms hit the U.S. coastline. The previous record was nine storms in 1916. And five of those 12 storms came ashore in Louisiana. And this is the fifth consecutive above-normal season. So that's a lot of numbers and a lot of data and definitions and statistics. But kind of transitioning here, that, that's what it is, right? But transitioning here, I've really this year been inspired by Eric Holthouse. He is one of my favorites. He is a meteorologist and an author of Future Earth. And I read that book this year, and I did a book review for that book in a previous episode. So check it out if you'd like. Holthouse has this blog called The Phoenix. It's stellar. He regularly writes about hurricanes because he's a meteorologist. And one of his posts from October 9th is called Hurricane Delta at the Human Scale, with interviews from Cancun and Lake Charles. And it outlines... The human story of Hurricane Delta in these two places, where the communities are mostly low income and mostly people of color. And one of the subtitles in this blog post is Cancun is at the intersection of extractive capitalism and the climate emergency. And that phrase, the intersection of extractive capitalism and the climate emergency, is so poignant. And so spot on. So his blog is terrific, and I really respect his line of thinking. And using this inspiration, I actually want to apply it to Hurricanes Ada and Iota. Hurricane Ada was a Category 4 hurricane that smashed into Nicaragua and Honduras on November 3rd. It killed at least 178 people across Central America... Including 74 in Honduras. Hurricane Iota was a Category 5 hurricane that made landfall in Nicaragua and Honduras on November 17th, 14 days after Hurricane Ada. It made landfall approximately 15 miles south of where Hurricane Ada made landfall. Only 15 miles. At least 54 people were killed by Hurricane Iota. These are more statistics, of course. This is data-heavy podcasting, Uh, like the fact that Hurricane Iota was only the second-ever Category 5 hurricane to form in November. The last one was in 1932. But I'd like to talk about justice and that phrase, intersection of extractive capitalism and the climate emergency. Central America has been used by the West, and by the United States in particular, as a place to extract wealth from people and from natural resources. And according to Our World in Data, which pulled numbers from CDIAC and the Global Carbon Project, the United States historically is responsible for 25.11% of all cumulative CO2 emissions as of 2018. More than a quarter of the world's total CO2 has been emitted by the United States. So, what is it historically for Nicaragua? 0.02%. And historical emissions for Honduras? 0.01%. So, it's just not even close. So if you're thinking, okay, well, the United States is a far more populous country, right? So what is it per capita? So the average American emitted 16.21 tons of CO2 in 2017. So a little over 16. The average Nicaraguan, 0.86 tons. The average Honduran, 1.02 tons. So Americans pollute about 16 times more than the average Nicaraguan or Honduran. So I quickly think about lots of different things and lots of different aspects of this climate justice or the hurricanes or climate injustice. And I, I turn to immigration policy, actually. That's one of the things that I think about. And I think about Nicaraguans and Hondurans who have nothing or whose livelihoods have been destroyed by these monster hurricanes due to global heating And say they want to immigrate to different latitudes to search for a better life. And the United States has a strict immigration policy because colonizers drew borders a long time ago on the maps and said, this is mine. This is the line on the map. You know, that's the legacy of colonialism. That is extractive capitalism. That is the climate emergency. And that is climate injustice. You know, it's simply unjust. You just connect the dots, you learn a few statistics, you learn some American history and history of the New World, and it sort of comes into focus. Holthouse's phrase, the intersection of extractive capitalism and the climate emergency, is absolutely spot on. People in lower latitudes, say in places like Nicaragua or Honduras or Haiti, or even places like Lake Charles, Louisiana. Mostly lower income, mostly people of color, and they are the ones paying the climate consequences first and worst. These monster hurricanes, you know, they are unjust. Um, And and one of the best ways to describe it is by paraphrasing some of Holt House's language. He says, you know, something like, it's not a stretch to say that These hurricanes are directly fueled by centuries of injustice. So every time this season I saw a hurricane, you know, and I thought about greenhouse gas emissions and who has emitted the most in the past and who is emitting the most now and where a lot of these hurricanes are running into and and smashing into causing damage and killing people, I think about climate justice. And it's one of the biggest reasons why I'm choosing not to fly anymore is because of justice is because of climate justice. So we will see what 2021 brings, right? Hurricane season 2021 and how humans will react and how it will be portrayed or not portrayed in the media, depending on who gets hit. How will the UN react? How will the United States react We'll see, you know, which communities will be hit by these really, really large storms. One way to look at 2020's Atlantic hurricane season is to say, you know, this has been the worst season ever, the most named storms. And that's true. But another way to look at 2020's Atlantic hurricane season is from a future perspective. This may be the tamest hurricane season for the rest of our lives. I don't think that's actually going to be true. Probably not. Because we know these things don't grow linearly, right? So it probably won't always be 31 or greater. But, you know, in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, we will most likely, I think, look back at 2020 and think, what a tame hurricane season, right? Only one Category 5. Only 30 named storms. So in the meantime... Please think about what climate justice means. Think about specifically how low income communities, people of color, the global south, how these places often and regularly are paying the climate consequences first and worst, and they are the ones least responsible for global heating. Thank you for listening.